Welcome to The Modern Extractor. This podcast focuses on the processes, equipment, and science found inside a cannabis extraction laboratory. I'm your host, Jason Showered, and I work professionally in the cannabis extraction field. Season three wrapped up in August after talking to a fantastic lineup of movers and shakers in the extraction industry. I'm currently in production on season four, and yet again, I've got some great guests lined up for you. I pushed the launch of season four a bit to air this content from the Extraction Expo and work around some guest scheduling. Everyone, including myself, is getting ready for MJ BizCon, which is coming up quick here October 19th through 22nd. I got press passes for BizCon, and I'll be out there covering the latest on extraction and lab science technology. It's in-person shows like the Extraction Expo and MJ BizCon where I go to hunt down all the new tech to showcase on my regular season episodes. On today's show, we'll be talking to folks that stopped by my booth at Mace Media Group's Extraction Expo in Los Angeles. The expo was a lot of fun. I had the opportunity to moderate my first panel discussion. It was on solvent-based versus solventless extraction. It was a little different, walking that tightrope without the safety net of being able to edit that I'm used to, but it was a good time. It was also really cool to be able to meet some of the folks that I've had on the show with remote interviews in person. So on today's show, we've got Randy Reed, co-founder of Lahua Brands, Alexandra Harris, manager of education at LA Normal and host of the Canna Sci podcast, David Anthony Schroeder, author of Seven Ways to Manage Pain with CBD, Dr. Bao Tai, founder of the Rapid Nerve Rescue, and Steve Bond, CTO of Boulder Creek Technologies. They're doing some really interesting stuff with hot air extraction. At the show, Sid Kokat and I were both recording interviews for our podcasts on the floor, and in an effort to have folks come visit us both and tell us all the wonderful things they're up to, we ran a drawing for a free ad on both of our podcasts. Guests were entered in if they came and talked to each of us at our respective booths. We drew the winner live on Instagram, and I'd like to congratulate Lahua Brands for winning the drawing. So, today's show is brought to you by Lahua Brands. Lahua is a family of brands with a really wide range of offerings. They make THC-infused beverages such as Olala Pure Cane Sodas, Mortimer Sodas, Walla Sparkling Mineral Water, Andiamo Single Serve Coffee Pods, and my personal favorite, the Terp Tonic. Their patented process for increasing bioavailability really sets all their beverage offerings apart from the competition. In addition to their beverages, Lahua offers Herbology brand and Haku brand vape cartridges made with some really masterfully extracted CO2 oil and terpenes. Their fractional extraction techniques allow for terpene profiles almost identical to the flower they're extracted from. Speaking of these spot-on terp profiles, Lahua is also selling strain-specific cannabis-derived terpenes under the brand name of Phenotech. I'm a huge fan of Lahua, and I'm happy to be plugging them on the show. I can't say I'm disappointed they won the drawing. I promise it really was random. Modern Extractor listeners may also recognize the Lahua name because when I hunted down the best man to come on and talk CO2 extraction last season, I landed on none other than their co-founder, Randy Reed. He's the man behind the magic, and I thought it only fitting to start the coverage of the Extraction Expo with us catching up on the show floor. Without any further ado, let's jump into the show. Hey, this is Jason Choward coming at you from the floor of the Extraction Expo here in Los Angeles. I am here with Randy Reed of Lahua Brands. Randy, welcome to the show. Hey, good to be here, Jason. I guess I could say welcome back to the show. All right, I'll take <laughs> it. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. We had a we had a great time on a full length episode a while back talking about CO two extraction and all the cool stuff you guys are doing over at Lahua. Totally. Uh, and now. Here we are at the show. Got a chance to meet in person for a change. Mm -hmm. You're a lot and taller uh, than uh, I was expecting. <laughs> and a lot. He's a good looking guy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and now he's blushing. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Randy, uh, you know, you don't have the beard that I expected you to I have know, from your profile picture on, like, <laughs> on, uh, on, on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, with the mask and everything, it's a little challenging, so. <laughs> so let's talk about your booth here at this show. It, it's yeah. very inviting. Oh, thank you. It's it's a bar setup. Uh, we we came right off a of Hall of Flowers, so the setup was really built for that. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to Hall of Flowers, but I have not. But I want. It's to. awesome. You got to go. Very brand centric, um, and people go all out all out on their booths. So uh, we we built a bar. We have a kegerator. We're pouring our, our products. They're on tap. Um, a lot of sensory experience with the terpenes and the tonics and the sodas and the waters and et cetera, et cetera. It's 
I'm having a, a lot huge, of fun with it. Huge fan of your Terp tonics. I would drink that virgin with uh, with your your THC CBD mix. I don't yeah. care. I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. drinking your weed, man. Yeah, it's a new yeah. way to experience flower. It's one of my favorite form factors. So I think from, from when I had you on the show originally, we went through the process used to make this and I find it fascinating. I think it's really cool. It's very innovative what you decided to do in order to get that essence into the water. Yeah. So walk us through it. It's such a, it's for such a seemingly simple product, right? Flower and water. Um, there's a lot of technology behind it to be able to do it. Yep. So we run through a, a patented method. Um, we call it the multi-phase extraction method. It's basically CO2 fractionation. That's what I talked about in my episode. We run through and we, we do all these fractions. Um, we, we extract from the plant, the terpenes, the cannabinoids, um, even the, the water solubles as far as the alcohols go from on, on the terpene fractions. We take that gaseous phase extract that we use to extract all of this goodness from the plant and then we force carbonate the product with it as well so you're getting all these different cuts basically out of the plant and it gives us control and we kind of play around and tinker as ingredients and formulators to try to build it back up so that you have a natural experience when you try the product and it tastes like the plant that it came from yeah it's very interesting to me that that whole process and the idea of once you get your terps into your co2 Instead of putting that somewhere, boiling off that CO2, collecting the turbs, yep. you're just now taking that CO2 with the turbs exactly. and kegging that up, or not kegging yep. it up. Force but, carbonating. But, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally. That, that and the idea so cool. came, you know, you, when you when you start to blow off gas and you're, you're off gassing after your first cuts to kind of just continue to purge the system out and keep the CO2 clean, um, it smells really good. So we're like, Let's man, make a drink can, we, out of that. can we capture that and bottle that? And that's that's what the terp tonic is, really. That's almost like a yeah. joke somebody would make. Can we capture that and bottle that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, totally. Yes, we can. <laughs> so you've got a few different products over there. You've got your terp tonics, mm -hmm. and then you've got your Our craft uh, sodas. Your sodas. Yep. Pronounce that for me. Um, Olala. 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 Um, it's kind of tomato, tomato, but it is Olala. Um, it's not Ulala. Um, it's Hawaiian. It means uh, kissed by the sun in Hawaiian. Okay. It's, I'm from Hawaii, so it's an easy brand for us to build. Absolutely. So that's well, seems, Olala. Seems to be very popular. It is. It's our flagship product. It's what we're best known for. So, no, those are the ones that have a little bit of sugar in them, yeah? Uh, I would say a little bit. There, uh, <laughs> There's a fair amount of sugar in them. It's a craft soda. Okay. Um, we're not afraid of sugar in craft soda making or yeah. soda making. We kind of lean into it. It is pure cane sugar. It's not a high fructose or stevia or any sort of a sweetener substitute. That um, makes something taste good. People the, can enjoy the, it. The best sodas are made with pure cane sugar. Uh, so yeah. um, we do all our own syrup manufacturing in house, all natural flavors, pure cane sugar. Um, it's just good old fashioned soda making, you know, with a cannabis touch, I guess. Right on. So, and yeah. then you guys are doing really interesting work in the way of bioavailability. I know you're big into that. Uh, talk yeah. to me about your, your your processes there or what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, I hate to use the word nano emulsification. It's such a buzzword nowadays, but that's what everybody's calling it. But um, you've been doing it since before it was we've been, a buzzword. We've been doing it before it was a buzzword. Maybe you started the buzz. I don't know. I, I Nano came onto the radar before I even knew what I was doing. So I was like, oh, okay, that's what we're doing. Um, but, it, you know, it, when it comes to if you use those sorts of words as a scientist, you've got to be, you be able to validate it. And uh, unfortunately, in our space on the cannabis THC side, I haven't found a lab. So if there's any labs out there that have the sort of instrumentation to characterize um, our, our particle size um, and other things that would allow me to say, hey, we're a nano emulsified product. Um, I'm, I'm not going to put it on our marketing. I'm not going to say that. I can tell you that, like, you know, qualitatively, I would say we're in that range. Um, F, the, the effects, the uptake, everything is telling us that, hey, this is where we are. You need to be in a certain range to have that sort of bioavailability. Well, let's, um, just for a second, let's break that down because mm -hmm. there, there's probably some folks listening out there that don't understand why you'd want to nano emulsify something. Like, what, why would yeah. you go about doing that? Oh, absolutely. So, well, well, number one, cannabinoids are not soluble in water. They are not. They're nonpolar. Um, they're oil-based, right? So then, when you when you get them into your into your gut, your body kicks up its what's called it your CYP450 enzymatic pathway. That's the lipid metabolic pathway. It takes time for your body to 
digest, for lack of a better term, these lipids or oil big droplets in your gut. Um, when that happens, you get conversion into 11-hydroxy, which is water-soluble, THC, basically. That makes it much more bioavailable. Um, the increase in bioavailable via this conversion process that happens naturally in your gut, it's how you digest and metabolize fat, basically. It makes that compound, 11-hydroxy, much more efficacious because your body can absorb it. It can get into the bloodstream. Your body can digest it, essentially, pass it through the system. Um, and that's that brownie effect. It tends to amplify. So if you, for instance, if you inhale 10 milligrams of THC, it goes directly into your blood. Okay, you, we know what that feels like. If you eat 10 milligrams of THC and it's not nano emulsified, your body's gonna start to digest this 10 milligrams and turn it into 11 hydroxy. That's gonna be equivalent to about inhaling 40 milligrams of THC. Colorado's done an interesting job of making that uh, a thing so that consumers can understand the difference between an edible and inhalable. So now I, I believe in Colorado and, and we're in California. I'm hoping that this will happen with edibles too, but they're starting to inform the customers that, hey, 10 milligrams in an edible is very different than 10 milligrams in an inhalable. And you should be aware of this. Uh, so that's, that is the lipid side of the form formulation. What we're doing is creating these little mycels or these droplets in the nanometer range that float around in an aqueous uh, phase, if you will, water, basically. And by doing that, we're spreading around these, these cannabinoid molecules and allowing for better absorption, basically, directly into the bloodstream. So, that so you, by, you bypass the CYP450 pathway, you get rapid uptake. Um, it's again, it's it's more like inhaling in the effect because it's not going to be it's not going to go through that process. Um, so, but what I like to do as a formulator with with aqueous formulation is to have a little bit of both because people expect an edible to hit like an edible. When you do too much nano emulsification and you bypass entirely that process, it it's not going to hit as hard. Um, so you need a little bit of both. So I like to have a when I describe, and we formulate with a little bit of lipid and a little bit of water, so that we okay. you get both sides of it. You get you enough. You don't hear that too often. Yeah, and and it, it, you, and then there's a the full spectrum side of things. There's a whole a whole other side of things besides just being distillate or isolate. Then there's terpenes and there's other components to the formulation. But at a very at a base level, having having some sort of, having your water-soluble side, your hydrophilic side, and then your lipophilic side, and then playing around with those two components and understanding how that affects efficacy, ultimately. Um, your hydrophilic side is gonna be very quick uptake, rapid, but not as pronounced on the effect. And then, of course, your lipophilic side, as we know, brownie effect, gonna take a little bit longer to get there, but much more profound of an effect. So having both of those, I think, is really the key to a nice, balanced, beverage efficacy experience right on there are very very few formulators i think that are also very well versed in the lab and very scientific in the actual extraction process i feel like you kind of wear a lot of hats at your company because you understand all these different things and want to put them all together and make the best product yeah i've consumed the product myself um you know, being your own guinea pig and whatnot, uh, it, it matters. And it's always been about quality and, and respecting the plant, really. And trying to just, every time, I, every time you think that you, you're going to do better or one-up the plant and try to do something that is not as natural, it, it becomes, I don't know, I've gotten my ass kicked so many times. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, man, okay, let's just go back to basics, you know. As complicated as the stuff that we do seems and as technical as it is, I mean, ultimately, we're... We're really just trying to shepherd the intent that happens in cultivation and in breeding and kind of carry that through the manufacturing process and not mess with it too much. Yeah, your, your work in, in getting exactly what was in that plant material recreated after you're finished extracting is something that, that I was incredibly intrigued by and actually what, what made me reach out to you originally mm -hmm. about the show. So the fact that that's carrying over into your formulations is just something that makes, I mean, in my mind, that's that's the top notch right there. I, lo I love your brands. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, it's, you know, we're just trying to keep it real, man. You know, <laughs> uh, again, like respecting the plant and the intent there. We're all about intent. Um, 
and the passion that happens in cultivation. I mean, to me, that's where formulation really is. I mean, if, if, you, if you subscribe to like the botany of desire and the evolution, the co-evolution of the plant and humans together, like the plant does exactly what we needed to do. I mean, we've had millennia to get to where it is now. Um, so that, to me, that as a formulator, it's funny, it seems to be more difficult, but it's easy. We have guardrails when we do a more full spectrum natural product style formulation versus getting into, you know, more Western styles of isolates, distillates, um, and having, you know, highly concentrated compounds. Our, our endocannabinoid system was just never really built that way yet. Yeah. Know? The evolution is still, we are where we are based on the, the millennial that we've been kind of working with the plant. We're getting a little down the spiritual rabbit hole here, but it's, easy it's to a cannabis convention. So. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, I love your products. Thanks, Randy Jay. Reed, founder yep. of Lahua Brands. Woo. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, man. This is Jason with The Modern Extractor coming to you live from the floor at the Extraction Expo. I'm here with Katie Urbano from 3G. How you doing, Katie? Pretty good. How about yourself? Pretty good. So what, what brings you guys to the Extraction Expo? Uh, we've been to a few now. Um, these guys are great to work with. It's awesome seeing a lot of familiar faces as well as old faces uh, or new faces. Um, but yeah, it's just a great way to get out there, see what's current in the industry, see what new brands are coming out, what new products are coming this way, and just, you know, it's it's fun. It's a fun industry to be a part of. It's definitely a fun industry to be a part of. 3Chi is uh, definitely a well-known brand in the space. Tell me a little bit about what 3Chi is and what you guys do. Yeah, so... I mean, our main game is Delta 8. It has been. We were the first ones to really bring it to the market last year when everybody was at home starting to get real depressed after three months of COVID. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was just like, you know, it took off. We knew it was going to be big, but it just took off so much bigger than anybody anticipated. So it's it's been a wild ride. Um, but. You know, we're uh, founded by a biochemist. He loves the science behind all of it. So he's always looking for the next extraction, the next minor cannabinoid, what can we do next? And always staying one step ahead of the game and just nice. playing with all of these fun new cannabinoids. Yeah, so I'm very interested in this space of all the different miners that are coming out recently. It started with D8, and that was what got everybody into it and kind of knowing more about it. Now you're seeing Delta 10, Delta 6A, 10A, THCO, THCV, THCP, all these different things. What, uh, out of all that stuff that I just named and maybe stuff that I didn't name, what is it that you guys formulate with? For sure. So, I mean, we do all of that. We actually just launched uh, our Delta D6A, 10A. Uh, we've got THCV, which has been on the market now um, on our website anyways for, uh, I think, about a couple months. Uh, we've got the resin vapes. We've got HHC that we just launched. Missed That's that a one. fun one. Uh, if you haven't tried it yet, highly recommend to get your hands on some HHC. It is, uh, yeah. it is very special. Um, I hear rumors that you can also pass a drug test if your work drug tested you after that. Is that is that accurate, or do you guys not speak on that? I will never tell anybody that they're going <laughs> to pass a drug test. That is an excellent <laughs> Consuming stance. any kind of cannabis, but uh, yeah. depending on usage and depending on uh, you know quantity, how much you take, yeah, it's uh, it can be less likely that you will result in a positive. Gotcha. I, I really like the fact that you just said 6A10A because there's so many people, so many brands out there that are calling that D10, which is absolutely not D10. D10's an isolate that's kind of difficult to mix into, formulate into an oil. Very. Which, you know, nobody gets that. And everybody's saying they got D10. And all day, I'm just seeing pictures of it on Instagram that are just like liters of oil. I'm like, there's no way that's D10. So I'm glad you guys are actually calling it what it is. Oh yeah, we couldn't call it any other way. Not with a biochemist leading our uh, yeah, <laughs> leading I respect our that. Team. Uh, yeah, a man true to science, um, really incredible. But 
Right on. Yeah. So you, are you planning on attending any of the educational track side of this conference while you're here? We're usually pretty busy with getting uh, video content and uh, with people coming to our booths. So we haven't made it to a ton of the educational, uh, any of the seminars, uh, but that is something that we would like to do. I know there's a lot of great speakers and a lot of great topics. Um, most of mine, I mean, operations manager, but really utility for the company. Uh, Other duties as assigned. A lot of my time is <laughs> spent doing my research and, you know, reading all those articles online. So. Right on. Well, keep doing what you're doing. It's obviously working. 3G is a big powerhouse in the industry. Katie Urbano, operations manager for 3G. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, this is Jason with The Modern Extractor. We're live here on the floor of the Extraction Expo in Los Angeles. I'm here with Alexandra Harris. She's a cannabis educator. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So Alexandra, what brings you to the Extraction Expo? All right, so I had a few friends of mine recommend this to me when I was at my symposium two weeks ago at the University of Maryland. Um, I'm in their Masters of Cannabis Science and Therapeutics program there, and I'm actually running the Cannabis Student Association uh, within that. So I had a lot of people approach me about this expo. I have some friends that are speaking. And then last night, I had a friend of mine call me and ask if I want to be a moderator on one of the panels. So here I am. Awesome. Which one are you moderating? I am moderating the Analytical Testing 201 panel. All right. Yep. I got asked last week to moderate the uh, solventless versus solvent-based extraction nice. panel. So that's, that's tomorrow morning. Cool, cool. Yeah, so uh, we're both moderate. Yes, very <laughs> official title. So, Alexandra, you've also got a podcast that's focused around the cannabis industry. Tell us a little bit about that. I do. So it is called cannasci.hi. So canna like cannabis, sci like the beginning of science, period, and then hi. Um, and it has mainly revolved around friends of mine in the analytical testing world. I've just been interviewing them for fun, but I'm also starting to interview medical patients and medical clinicians through my master's program. So it's starting to expand. Well, that is fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations on the newfound success. Thank you so much. Talk to me a little bit about this program that you're in at the University of Maryland. What is this program all about? Yeah, so it's the first master's program based on cannabis in the world. Um, it is all based on medical cannabis. So everything's focused on clinicians and people that are really helping to uh, promote the medicinal uses for cannabis. Uh, so it, it's all very science-based. It's a pharmacy degree, um, all very legitimate. Uh, but That's yeah, amazing. a little restricting in that regard. You know, we're not allowed to talk about adult use whatsoever. So I kind of live in a, a false reality where that doesn't exist. <laughs> but gotcha. my work with LA Normal is a lot more realistic. So I'm, I'm really happy to have that at home connection. So what do you do, do for LA Normal? So for LA Normal, I was actually just appointed yesterday. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, I am the manager of education. So I work underneath my friend Maha, who has gotten me into a lot of these things. I met her when I was working at CannaSafe. She's very prolific. I don't know if you've heard of her, Maha Hawk. I have heard the name, but I've never yeah. met her. Okay. She's very, very nice. Very cool to talk to. But um, yeah, she got me on the board. I've been talking and hanging out with them for a while. They do a meetup every Tuesday at 420 in Venice. And right. so I've been going to that, and they're all just really, really nice. Ian Rossman, the director, is, is super cool, and I'm just really excited to help them. They're really working on an SB34 thing right now where they're trying to uh, get different brands to donate for medicinal compassion use. So uh, I'm working right now with some labs that I've worked with in the past to try to allocate some donations for medical patients as well. That is fantastic. We need we need more of that, both on the uh, the educational side of things, and also on the uh, you know folks donating for the right reasons to the right, right people. Right. It's, I think the the medical side of this industry has greatly suffered yes. at the hands of the recreational side. Yes. Uh, as as that gets bigger and bigger and bigger, the medical side seems to be shrinking. Yep. And uh, it's unfortunate. What what do you think? What do you think the best approach is to trying to uh, solve that problem? Education, by yeah. and far, education, because, you know, um, people are going into these shops, especially patients, and buying things to try to basically self-medicate or medicate in an unguided way, 
and I feel like that turns a lot of people off to using cannabis because I always, you know, the typical story, I took this edible and it was way too much and I'm never taking edibles again. Yeah. I'm like, try a tincture, do a microdose, you know, and people just don't have that, that education. People don't know what tinctures are. People don't know that they could do CBN, CBG and have absolutely no psychoactive effects, you know, and still get a lot of therapeutic benefit from it. So yeah, um, education is definitely coming first. I think that one of the biggest issues is the demand for higher THC levels in the market. I feel like that is driving, you know, I know that's a lot of people's profit margins, but first of all, it does not indicate quality. Full spectrum, you know, data supports quality. And secondly, I feel like it's causing a negative effect on the testing industry because people are shopping from lab to lab and that really compromises good science. That compromises, um, you know, this, this, this profit margin that they're trying to meet means that, okay, I don't like the test results you gave me, give me a new one until I like it, or I'm gonna go to a new lab. And unfortunately, that spans over into health-related concerns as well. You know, a lot of people say to me, oh, Alex, that's just THC, nobody's gonna die on it. Yeah, but the heavy metals and the pesticides that they might be forging, they could, you know? So it's a major health issue uh, for the public, and it definitely starts with a misunderstanding of the plant at a very fundamental level. Absolutely. It's great that there's folks like you out there that are helping more people understand all of these interesting, difficult concepts that you really have to be kind of in the industry to spot and see and realize need fixing. There's not enough people in the industry that are actively trying to fix them. So thank you for that. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm not in the industry anymore. So that's exactly why I don't have any, any stakes to lose in it. I'm all about the education and everything I do is nonprofit. I don't get paid for anything I do. So that's exactly why. But, you know, I know a lot of people that have to maintain this is my THC level. You know, my lab is legit. All those things. That's their life. You know, that's their, their profits. So... Yeah. I totally get it. It's a, it's a capitalistic venture and unfortunately capitalism and medicinal don't really go hand in hand because to be honest, healthcare shouldn't be privatized or, or profited off of, but that's what we love to do in America. So, well, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> I actually do agree with you incredibly much. <laughs> but, uh, we'll, uh, we'll leave it there. Alexandra Harris, thank you so much for coming on the show yeah, and doing everything me. you do to educate the folks in the industry. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much. Hey, this is Jason Showered from The Modern Extractor coming at you live from the floor of the Extraction Expo here in Los Angeles. I'm sitting here with David Anthony Schroeder. David, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you? I'm fantastic. Glad to have you on. Thank Talk you. to me a little bit about what you got going on and what brings you to the Extraction Expo. So today uh, I will be hosting a panel of uh, physicians and pharmacists who uh, will be discussing uh, dosing CBD, how much CBD to use, how much to use for pain, for PTSD, for a variety of illnesses and ailments. And they will be giving their expertise on... Um, on how much to use, how to figure out how much to use and stuff like that. That's fantastic. That's something that I think a lot of people in the industry don't really know uh, or know how to do it because there's so many brands out there that are almost all MCT oil and no yes. CBD. Uh, yes. And then there's, uh, when you go to the THC side of the world, sometimes there's so much THC and Everybody just seems like dosing is all over the place. So what, what is your go-to? What's, what's the answer? It depends on the illness that you're fighting, number one. That's first and foremost. Then there are a lot of variables, you know, your digestive system, your ability to break down drugs. Um, do you have a high tolerance to other drugs or alcohol? All of those things impact, you know, how much CBD will impact you. So there are kind of two... Uh, methods that you can kind of use to determine how much you're going to take. One is a basic uh, metric system that some people use, like one to six pounds, one to six milligrams of CBD for every 10 pounds of body weight that you have. So that's one way of choosing how much to start out with. And then you have to look at the impact, what happens to you, what do you feel, what's going on in your body. The second method which is probably the more preferable one, is to start off with five milligrams of CBD at a time. 
and do that daily to make sure you don't have any adverse side effects. Okay. And that you're easy, easily able to tolerate that and you have no issues. If you're able to do that, then you kind of grow from there. And so dosing CBD, there's, there's no science. There's, there, the, there's no RDI by the FDA that says, okay, for every individual, you should take two drops every two hours every day for the rest of your life and you'll feel... There's nothing like that because it's not a one-size-fits-all. So as far as titrating on, like you were just talking about, what would you say like a reasonable rate of speed to do that at? How fast can you go from five milligrams to a hundred milligrams or whatever you think the maximum is? It depends on your need. So for me, I'm a, I'm a pain person. I struggle with chronic pain. I have since I was seven years old. And so anecdotally, most people will never really need to exceed 100 milligrams. That's actually kind of high, but now for CRPS patients, those are people who on the old pain scale who are way up there, like 40 and a 50 on the pain scale. They would consume really high doses to try and combat pain. Generally, for like me, I battle with chronic pain, 45 to 60. 60 is pretty high for me. Okay. And depending on how I take it, you know, if you ingest it, you actually lose a lot of CBD just from the digestion process. Mm -hmm. So figuring out what works best and ramping up is always a slow process because you have to go by or by what the titration is of what's happening in you. So if you're trying to fight pain and let's say 25 milligrams does the job, then you know that each day you're gonna be taking 25 milligrams. Now some days you may have a flare up okay, now you may need to do 35 milligrams, yeah. right? But it's going to be based on every individual, based on their need. And so you will know if you take CBD immediately and you have no reduction in pain, you're going to think, eh, this stuff don't work. The truth is you could have something that has no CBD oil in it or no CBD in it. It could be old. It could be completely wiped out. And... Um, it just may be a poor quality CBD oil, or you just may not be taking enough. Understood. So uh, I know you can't tell me an exact number, but how long in general do you feel, in, in your experience, does it take for the CBD to start kicking in and actually relieving pain uh, for yourself? What a great question. So let me explain it to you with an illustration. So researchers tell us that for CBD to really impact you, that you need to take it for at least a week. People don't get that aha moment when they say, oh, I have to keep you. It has to become a part of your routine. So I want you to think of a general sitting on the hill and he's looking over his battlefield. And he notices that on his west flank that the enemy has penetrated and now has free reign into his territory. So in the general's wisdom, what does he do? He grabs a platoon of men and sends it over there. And now during the battle, some are killed, some are wounded, some run out of ammunition, and some run away. Now the next day, looking over the battlefield, the general sees that the west flank has more men today than it did yesterday. So he sends another platoon over there, and during that battle, some are killed, some are wounded, some run out of ammunition, and some run, out of, run away. Now, after about a week's worth of time of plugging up that hole, now he has the enemy on the run. So every day that you are taking your CBD, you are sending a platoon of uh, infantrymen onto your personal battlefield to fight that pain. And because CBD is not a one-size-fit-all, it needs to be renewed regularly. And you'll know that it needs to be renewed regularly because the pain will then come back. So when I share that, that illustration, people then say, oh, now I understand. So it takes about a week for it to build up. And then you have the full impact of what the medication is doing in your body. Understood. That's very interesting. 
So I've got sitting in front of me here a book that has been written by you called yes. Seven Ways to Manage Pain with CBD. Talk to us a little bit about your book, what the motivation for writing the book was, and what we might find inside of it. I, I didn't start out to write a book. It, it actually came about because my first experience with CBD was fantastic. You know, I, I've struggled with chronic pain all of my life, off and on, and I have what I call pain events. You know, CNN says we have catastrophic events, we have economic events, David has pain events. So an, a gentleman introduced me to his pain stick that he manufactured at home. I laughed, I thought it was a joke, because I've literally tried almost everything under the sun. My experience using that was so good, I had to know more, and so I started digging in to find out, you know, what is this stuff? I know about cannabis, it's a good Ritalin replacement, but for pain, wow, okay. So digging in, I started to find little bits of information, but I found the sales pitch behind that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I started digging into uh, the, the medical studies and the research that's being done on the cannabis and the hemp plant that I began to understand that, oh, there's something in our body that has something to do with the chemicals inside the plant and the two are independent, are co-independent of, of each other, co-dependent of each other. And when I began to understand that this endocannabinoid system in our body that regulates everything is manipulated by the compound or the chemical compounds released by our brain are also found in those two plants. And when I began to learn all this information, just taking my notes so that I had understanding so that I could share what I'm learning, that's how the book came. There was no intent behind the book. I didn't set out with, let's write a book. I'm going to let, there's already a bunch of books out there. Yeah, yeah. But nobody tells you how to use it. You know, so basically the book is I, I break down the basic ways of using it today, just going out to a dispensary or to the store and buying stuff. I'm working on the next book, which is a little more advanced, which also includes THC and some advanced use methods, you know, but see, we can't get this medicine without what you guys do. So what you guys do is critically important for us, the patient, I'm the patient, and the patient can't get today's medicine without the stuff that you guys do today, so. Thank you guys to, for what you guys do. I'm sure myself and a lot of the extractors out there listening appreciate you appreciating it. Yes, so. that's, that's, that's a patient's perspective. Fantastic. Well, David, thank you for coming on the show yes, today. Yes, thank you appreciate for inviting it. me. And uh, enjoy, enjoy moderating your panel, and I look forward to reading your book. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for having me. This is Jason with The Modern Extractor. We're live here on the floor of the Extraction Expo in Los Angeles. I'm here with Dr. Bao Tai from the Rapid Nerve Rescue. Hey, Dr. Tai, how you doing? Hey, fantastic, thanks for having me. Absolutely, happy to have you on the show. Tell us a little bit about what your program is. So my background, I have uh, two clinics in Dallas and Houston. We treat a very specific condition called neuropathy. And for most people that don't know, neuropathy is essentially your nerves are damaged. Now these nerves are typically in your hands and your feet. They control motor and sensory, which is movement and feeling. So if you ever know anybody who has it or ever go through it, it's miserable. It stops your quality of life. So I have created a process that uh, treats that problem. But if you don't live in Dallas or Houston, how are you gonna get help? So I went through this process uh, over the last three years of creating a cream that patients could actually use at home. And so what we did was we took our patient base, the actual, you know, the people who have the problem, and tested it and reformulated and tested it until we had a product where 90% of everyone used it, said they can either get off their medications, substitute their medications, they can sleep at night. Their symptoms, whether it's the numbness, the tingling, the burning, the pain, is reduced dramatically. 
So talk to me a little bit about how this works. You apply a topical to wherever the affected area is, and then what, what's actually going on after you put that on? Sure, so when you have neuropathy, so these nerves, they're attached to your skin. What their role is to detect either sensory, which is the sharp, uh, sharp touch, dull touch, hot, cold, all these different things. When you have a problem, this problem, those nerves are just inflamed. They are, uh, the way I like to explain it is, imagine you're tapping your hand and there's a nerve right there trying to figure out to tell your brain what's actually happening. When you have these other symptoms, that nerve, once you're tapping, it doesn't know how to, how to uh, translate it. It thinks it's something different. And once that happens and it doesn't know how to translate it, it shows it off as pain or numbness or tingling. So the way the cream works is you put it on there and there's very specific amino acids Using your skin as the uh, mechanism, we're actually able to go down into the nerve, uh, essentially uh, affecting it on a biological level, decreasing inflammation. The two amino acids that we have, that's part of it as well, now causes uh, vasodilation of that area to help get rid of uh, a lot of toxicity, the inflammation. So overall, um, it basically calms down that nerve to the point where now, the more you use it, the calmer that nerve is, and that environment is actually um, um, healthier, that that nerve can actually heal over time. That is fantastic. Uh, very interesting. How, uh, how, how have you gone about promoting it and getting the word out there about what you guys are doing? So uh, this is our second show. So our main focus right now is, is two fronts. Um, one is doing the shows and really getting the word out there that we have a very specific product for a very specific condition. You know, when you look at a lot of uh, what's out there now, there's a gazillion different products out there. The question is how does the consumer choose or how does someone choose uh, what the right product is for? Because of my background and uh, what we do, which is to treat neuropathy, we, on the bottle it says it's for neuropathy. So anybody who has it, it's immediately recognizable. So for us, it's really about getting it in front of as many people as possible uh, and then letting people try it. And once they try it, they love the product, it helps them, it helps their quality of life, and really it's just getting out to the masses now at this point. Yeah, I'm incredibly interested in this, specifically because I actually have an aunt that has neuropathy. You do? Uh, yeah, and she lives on the East Coast. She's not anywhere near either of your, uh, yeah. either your centers. So let's just say that she wanted to explore using something like this. What does the process for that look like? So the easiest way is go to our website. It's uh, www.rapidr and the letter nr.com. So rnr.com. And uh, we have a challenge for patients. Try it. We, we actually give people free samples. You just pay for the ship and handling. We'll give you the samples. Try it. And if it works your quality of life and helps you sleep or, or do the things that you want to do, that's all we want to see. But just try it. That's, that's, our, that's our motto. Well, that is fantastic. Dr. Dr. Tai, thank you so much for coming yeah. on The Modern Extractor and hey. talking to me. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, this is Jason Showered, host of The Modern Extractor podcast, coming at you live from the floor of the Extraction Expo. I'm here with Steve Bondi, lead chemist from Boulder Creek Technologies. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, I'm looking uh, looking forward to talking to you now, and also we're going to be in a panel together. I'm moderating a panel that you're uh, you're a panelist in tomorrow, so I'm excited about that one as well. Yeah, that that, that one should be pretty interesting. I think it'll be a, almost a little bit feisty. I think it just might. I'm uh, I'm excited about it. So, Steve, tell us about Boulder Creek and what it is that you guys do. Well, Boulder Creek is um, it's basically was founded by my cousin Rick and me. Um, and, and the, a couple of other people jumped on board uh, fairly quickly. And really what we, what we do is uh, develop uh, solventless extraction systems or, you know, I guess, extraction systems that don't use, you know, your typical hazardous solvents or high pressures or anything like that. So I'm incredibly curious about all of this. You know, your company is the first one that I've really had any exposure to that's doing something like this. And I'm definitely still learning about it. So walk us through how one of your systems works. What is it that you would be using to do the extraction? Right, well, I, I think our, you know, our, our marquee system is the vapor static system. Um, or the ES400 is the one we're going to be showcasing at MJ BizCon in a couple okay. of weeks. 
And what that does is it vaporizes cannabinoids or basically anything in a given uh, vapor pressure range uh, from any kind of uh, biomass and <clears throat> then drops out, separates, physically separates the biomass from that, that airstream. We crash it out by chilling it and then uh, we collect that those, those droplets or non-condensable fog uh, using an electrostatic precipitator, or wet electrostatic precipitator to be precise. Okay, so let's say, I, I, we were talking a little bit earlier, you mentioned it was a continuous feed system. So you're shoveling biomass into this auger. Auger is moving things along into the chamber where the magic happens. Talk to us about what's actually happening there. It's got hot air blowing across it. Right, it's it's pretty interesting. And you know, we, what we did is we decided there are kind of two ways we could do a push or a pull. We, we did we decided against doing the push because if the thing had a leak, we'd be pushing a lot of our cannabinoid and everything else out. Uh, whereas with a pull, if we had a leak, we'll just be pulling in a little bit more air. And so what what happens is the the auger simply just drops it down into a rotary airlock. Airlock then meters it into a, a, an airstream that's hot. And, and then that airstream, you know, we go through this kind of tortured, um, what do we call it? Just a tortured path. And then that, that path then leads us into a, and we, we then separate it out using a cyclone. Um, the spent hemp uh, then drops from the cyclone or cannabis, uh, drops through the cyclone, that thing's done. Um, and then it goes in where we do the, the, uh, the cooling, the flash cooling to form, our, to form a fog. So this thing just happens. It's all basically a single step where everything just goes. Um, it, that fog then is, is condensed using the electrostatic precipitator. I, you know, the internals of that are kind of interesting. And then uh, that oil then runs down the sides of that, drops down, and we pump that out. So this thing can go for hours, days, however long you want. All right. You caught my ear with telling me that the uh, the internals of the electrostatic precipitator were interesting. And then you, you moved on. Let's, <laughs> let's break it down. What's going on in there? Uh, there's not a whole lot I can say about it. Okay. Um, you, you know, you can look up you know, Google wet electrostatic precipitator and you'll see okay. about it all I'm willing to tell you. Understood, um, understood. Yeah, that we, we, you know, in order to get the patent, we had to do, do a few things, uh, make, make a few changes over what uh, you might find in, you know, a, a, an electrostatic precipitator that's used in the air pollution industry, for example. Okay, so basically, electrostatically, these particles that are in the fog are pulled to the wall of right. a chamber, and then your desirables are now collected, condensed, and run yeah, down the we, walls we of the chamber. we have an extremely high voltage, very low amperage, um, you know, basically field in there. And as soon, as soon as it goes, those those micro droplets of oil go in there, they become charged, and they just shoot, shoot up against the wall, drop down. It's really yeah. cool to watch. Very interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to see this thing in action. And you guys are in Colorado, correct? Yes. Yeah, our our uh, our lab, I guess, is uh, in in Arvada. Okay. So, what does the future look like for Boulder Creek? What is the what's the grand plan? What are you guys working on? What are you pushing? Huh. Well, the, the way I look at it is, uh, for me, I we this is done. I'm I'm ready to move on to the next thing. Okay. <laughs> so okay. Drives everybody else crazy. I'm like the engineers have it. I'm I'm ready for the, for whatever's next. You and solved your problem. Exactly. <laughs> now now you guys go build it. Okay. Man, it's rare <laughs> that somebody. I know I have a hard time even when something is in its best iteration to to say okay I'm done with it. I could tweak on something forever and ever and ever, and it doesn't necessarily always make it better when you do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and you know every now and then they come and say oh what do you think's going on here. Like we look at it and we figure it out and go from there. But really, a, a lot of what, what I'm doing are, you know, I'm, we're looking at that as kind of the core of the process. And then I'm really starting to look at expanding out, outward from that, looking at some of the post-processing. 
because the oil coming out of this is we we consider it a what 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 do we call it? We call it our vapor static oil. Um, it's it's not a crude, but it's not a quite a distillate yet. But it, it can go straight into um, into a distillation column or into dis a, a two three stage uh, distillation unit. Um, you know, white film, what what have you, and and then just just go and just basically do do whatever you need to. Coming coming off, the stuff isn't that bad. It's actually pretty good. We've made some nice uh, MCT tinctures out of it, um, and uh, we made a couple. Of, I made a couple of little bombs for, for my ankle, <laughs> and it really worked nicely. All right, right on. So if you're moving on to another project. Um, do you plan to continue innovating in the cannabis field? Are you? Have you been bit by the bug? Is this your your thing? Oh, it's it's fun, but it, I mean, anytime an idea come comes along, I, I kind of want to say, ooh, you know, and follow it and see where it goes. In fact, last night on the uh, plane, I looked around and I came up with an idea that I'm going to have to bounce off a couple of people. All right, you gonna you gonna reveal it here first on nope. the water extractor? <laughs> Probably a good answer. Uh, I well, hope so. <laughs> well, Steve Bondi, uh, CTO of Boulder Creek Technologies. Thank you for coming on the show. Right. I look forward to talking to you more. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks again to all the guests that stopped by my booth and chatted me up at the Extraction Expo. As always, if you want to hear about something specific on the show, let me know. Email me, jason at modernextractor.com. Make sure to follow the show on Instagram at the underscore modern underscore extractor. If you're digging what I'm doing here on the show, please leave me a review on Apple or Google Podcasts. The better ratings and reviews the show gets, the better guests I can keep booking for you here in the future. Stay tuned for next week, where we'll be talking to more folks from my booth on the expo floor. Season four will be out in November after myself and the guests I've been trying to book recover from MJ BizCon and the general Vegas debauchery that accompanies it. We'll be back at it with more full-length interviews from guests on the cutting edge of the extraction and cannabis lab science industry. A big thanks to Sada Venegas for handling business on the show's social media, and a shout-out to the new fools for bringing the funk on the Mod X theme song. Thanks again to everybody for tuning in to The Modern Extractor. New episodes are out every Tuesday. I'm Jason Showered. Let's talk soon. Let's talk soon.